I'm SP from the GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is part of the GunnaGeek.com network. Just like the show you're checking out now, shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other amazing geek shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to episode 228 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we go all infomercial gimmicky. In this week's Better Podcasting download, we yawn at Apple's WWDC updates and we say farewell to a streaming service. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we tie in this show to the other show that we do. Lauren, start the show now. SP hasn't fired me from either of them. Welcome to Better Podcasting. With a combined history of over a thousand episodes, and starting as early as 2008, we are hobby podcasters through and through, just like you. That's why we are different. We minimize the money talk so that you can focus on building a better podcast. Here are the hosts for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 228 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and I am pleased to say the living legend SP is here this week. I don't think this is the first time you've tried to call me a legend on the show, but I am definitely not a legend. I am just your typical hobby podcaster that happens to have a podcast about podcasting with a co-host from Canada. Let me ask you, which one of the two of us have been interviewed about being a podcaster. That would be you. That would be you. Um, you were you interviewed. have also been interviewed as being a podcaster. Not really. No, no. Um, I guess you, I guess kind of there's. Yes. Yeah, you, fair yeah. OK, I stand corrected. However, you have done more than I. Thus, you are the legend. See, I, I'm just like I'm the one that's that nobody talks about. The legend just takes the limelight. And that's that's you. right. The show wasn't called Podcast Legends. The show was called Pod Lords. So you are incorrect in your assumption. <laughs> Actually, for the record, uh, this show here was originally called SP and Guest, but then I demanded we change the name. This show was never called SP and Guest, and if <laughs> SP ever did a show called SP and Guest, it would fail miserably because no one would want to see SP, and he would have to get guests, which every week that would be a drag. So good on everybody that does a guest laden show. And by the way, talking about guests, I actually have a how I saved my podcast story this week, Stephen. You saved your podcast? How did you save your podcast? I did. So Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. last week, it was about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was the fourth episode in the seventh season. And the show is the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So kind of had to have an episode. And it got to Thursday night. We were going to record. I was down two co-hosts. Still had one. I still could have gone, but I wanted to have a more complete rounded show. So I reached into my bag of tricks and I got a third co-host, which was Steven. So thank you very much for saving my podcast, Steven. I like to think that I did not save it, but I actually killed your podcast. That's what happens when I guest on shows. Well, the, in truth, there was a lot of editing that had to occur in post, but, you know, it all sounded great after the editing was done. Exactly. Just mute my track. No, it was a pleasure to be on there, SP. I really appreciated the invite, and it was a fun time, especially because our contract says that I must promote Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. as often as I can on any podcast that I do. 
And uh, so it was nice to be able to be on there and promote myself. By the way, if anybody wants to catch it, it's Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast episode 337. It was really fun with Michelle, Stephen, and I. And the other two co-hosts just couldn't be there for various reasons. And we're hoping to have them back next week. But uh, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes you just got to go solo. Sometimes you bring in a guest. In this case, we brought in a guest. So we're all good. And it was a fun episode to podcast about. And it was a fun episode to listen to when I was editing. Sometimes when you're editing your own show, you're like, oh, my gosh, we need to record this, re-record this. This is this. Suck. It it wasn't that bad, you know. As Stephen said, I had to mute his track a couple of times, but other than that, it was good. Uh, if you didn't know this, we stream the show live on Tuesdays. Actually, every Tuesday we, for most Tuesdays, we stream something live at eight o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. That's five o'clock p.m. Pacific at www.geeks.live. Basically, the schedule goes: one week we record this show. The next week, we record the other show that we do, which is Better Podcasting Live Chat. That's just the live Q&A chat show that we do during the off weeks of this. If you're not subscribed to that, by the way, please check that out at betterpodcasting.com. But we got a bit of a shakeup in the schedule over the next couple of weeks because I'm going to take a week off, but we're still going to make these shows happen. We're still going to have a show released on this, uh, this, an episode released on this show and an episode released on the other show. So if you want to see the way that's all going to unfold, uh, check it out at betterpodcasting.com. There's an events page. You can have a look there. Essentially, we're just doing some back-to-back recording uh, next week, which if you're listening to this after the fact is this week on the 30th. So the 30th of June, we'll have a couple of recordings there. So check that out if you want at betterpodcasting.com. And maybe that will help clear up a little bit about when we're recording which one. But don't worry about that. Just show up every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. That's just get that in your calendar. Come to Geeks.Live and see what we're doing. Our mission at Better Podcasting is to help you hobby podcast better. As hobbyists ourselves, we're very passionate about podcasting, but I got a confession to make for you right here, right now, and it's the fact that SP is actually the bigger fan of hobby podcasting out of the two of us. And I can say this definitively because if we were to go and create a spreadsheet that then generated a pie chart and we made a pie chart about our hobby the hobbies that we do, and we put in there our podcasting into the hobby pie graph, we would quickly see that SP's slice of his hobby pie for podcasting would be bigger than my slice. And this is because mm, I got a big part of my pie taken up with my love of paint drying. This is another hobby that I have that I really enjoy doing. In fact, it's why I have Steven's Paint Drying Podcast, because I just love to watch paint dry. I'm a huge fan of paint drying for a variety of reasons. There's so many different variables that go into why paint dries differently. For example, some paints, they come in different colors and different levels of sheens, and there are even some that are textured. There's some latex-based paints, and there's also oil-based paints, and some paints are more environmentally friendly than others. Some have low VOCs, and there are many, many other things to consider when it comes to why 
paint dries faster than others. And the environment plays a huge factor in it as well. For example, if you got too much moisture in your air, Steven, your paint Steven, may- Steven, 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 st- just, just stop. What? Please stop. This is but ridiculous. I didn't, I didn't even get to the point about how your animals affect I, the paint drying. I get that you love paint drying, but save this for your paint drying podcast. We, this is better podcasting. We need to keep focused here. But I, I really like to talk about paint drying. And we said we were going to do this show together. And if you want me to be on the show, you can't censor me, man. You're not going to get on board with doing better podcasting and staying on topic with better podcasts? No, no, because it's my show, too. Mm, Yeah, well, guess what? I have three words for you. I'm firing you. If you're thinking to yourself, both of these things sound very familiar to me, well, you aren't wrong. We regularly on Better Podcasting use the joke of Stephen having a paint drying podcast to help illustrate a point, providing a hypothetical example in relation to knowledge that we've shared. We could also use your hobby podcast, but Stephen likes to use his paint drying podcast idea. And if you're thinking that you've heard me fired Stephen before, well, that's true. Not only have you heard it in your dreams, but you've also heard it on this very show because back in episode 85, we feigned an argument and it came out that we had a guest in episode 85. So we played it off that I did fire Steven and it was a joke, but a lot of people thought we were serious and yes, we had to come out and be clean with it after that. But both of these examples are ongoing gimmicks that we have on Better Podcasting. And it's what we're going to talk about today, having ongoing gimmicks on your show. Why would you want to have a gimmick or or shtick on your show? Having an ongoing gimmick on your show is a way that you can help connect with your audience by showing your personality. In a sea of podcasts, people are going to pick yours because they like you and they like your style of podcast. A gimmick, if done right, is something that can add an extra level of personality to your show. It adds personal flair in a quick and easy manner without derailing the core content of your show. A gimmick can be a good way for your listener to create familiarity with your podcast. It's something that allows repeat listeners to feel in on the inside gag while hopefully new listeners in a moment of personal appreciation, even when it's new for them. Another reason you may consider adding a gimmick to your show is to use it as a tool to convey knowledge or expertise. As we mentioned before, when we use the paint drying podcast, we use it to convey knowledge. But there's other ways that you can do this. A special smaller segment or question of the day dedicated to bring out a niche piece of knowledge. For example, a fishing podcast might have a, quote, lure of the week, unquote, gimmick, segment, whatever you want to call it. Not only is this perhaps a great future ad placement spot if you ever wanted to monetize and actually advertise lures, but it also provides you an ability to talk about in what situations you would use the lure, what fish you would expect to catch with, and where can you find it on sale. These are all important things for fishermen looking to buy lures. And there's also another example that we could give here, both of us, a drone flying podcast might have a crash of the week short segment, right, Stephen? I got lots of experience with crashes, but no, seriously, everybody who's into droning and maybe some people that aren't even into flying drones love to hear 
drone crash stories. And if you had yourself a drone flying podcast, you could create a gimmick that is the crash of the week. It's a tragic thing. And the walk of swim or shame, uh, you might say, as you have to go get that down aircraft can just be hilarious. And also the footage that has come out of these crashes because drones are generally recording can be quite exciting to watch and just entertaining as all of a sudden you see the drone start to head towards that lake and then you have the friends filming that person again going for that swim to get that drone. But you can then leverage that if you had a drone flying podcast to then do some teaching tips. What went wrong with that? How could that have been avoided? Like maybe you took it to a school field and all of a sudden you whipped it across the school field and your depth perception was off and you went into the bush and then you had to go and try to knock the drone down with a stick from the bush. Yeah, I got footage of that. All drone pilots, especially amateur drone pilots that haven't flown very much, have the same things happen. I've got a bunch of stories as well. So it could be a segment or a gimmick on your podcast to teach actual learnable things of drone flying. Also, using some sort of audio cue, since most people are doing audio podcasts that listen to this show, to alert or bring the listener's attention to a particularly foot-stomping worthy piece of information is also something. It could be a red alert sound. It could be some funny audio from the show to key the listener into that you're going into this gimmick. It could be a crash sound, especially if you're doing the drone flying podcast. Literally anything funny or notable, but used only when it's important and used only when you have the gimmick come on. And as an example, a past guest of this show who has his very own successful show and YouTube channel, Bandrew, he has this conspiracy corner sort of audio and video that goes along with his video companion. And he does it when he has some conspiracy to say about streaming and creator news. So when you go into the conspiracy corner, you know that you're going in there and you know why that you're going in there. It's a gimmick. He doesn't have it on every show, but on the shows that he has it, you know that you're going to get his personal opinion and thoughts. It's a great way to differentiate from the rest of the news that he does. And that's the Bandrew Says podcast. That is very true. And he also does the podcast YouTube channel. Of course, another reason you might want to do a gimmick on your show, because it can be fun and you and your co-host can have some fun and it may inspire some conversation. We've said it before and we'll say it many times. Podcasting needs to be fun with you, especially on a hobby podcast. A good example of this is on the Gonna Geek show. We have a gimmick where one of us will completely misunderstand what the other person will say. It's usually quite off the mark, for example, just picking up on one little piece that was said and turning in that into another point entirely. Uh, when this happens, there's usually some banter that ensues between the hosts, and it kind of breaks up the monotony of the show and shows how we can have some fun back and forth together. I really appreciate that on the Gunna Geek show. But if you are going to do a gimmick, we do have some cautions for you. First... You want to make sure you're going to do something that is natural for your show. Sometimes gimmicks will come up naturally and then you can develop them further. For example, the both of the ones that we mentioned at the top of the show, me being fired and also me having a paint drying podcast, they both kind of just came up randomly within the course of our podcast. And then we decided we were going to come back and revisit that and, and really make that into a gimmick as the show went on. With both of these here, 
we kind of naturally brought them in in future episodes. And that's when we kind of decide, OK, we're going to make them a little bit more routine. You want to make sure that it does naturally fit your podcast like how we made those ones. But on the same sort of vein of thought, don't force the issue. You don't want to force an idea onto your podcast. Let's say you have this idea for a gimmick and you put it into your show and then you're editing your podcast. You're like, oh, that just doesn't sound good. That is what editing's for. Take it out. Don't force it. You can come up with something else in the future. Don't feel like you have to have this thing that you thought was going to land really well. You can always feel free to remove it or you do it once. And you get a lot of negative feedback and you're like, eh, well, leave it in that episode and don't go forward with that on future episodes. Avoid having this gimmick too often in your podcast. Gimmicks are usually done best when they're not overdone. They should be familiar, but not too repetitive. A gimmick used all the time can become boring to the listener and possibly even grating. Now, this will vary depending on the type of gimmick. Something that lays more in a heavy comedy may be restrained, but something that is less comedic, like the Crash of the Week example, could be more frequent because it's going to change up the content every week. Which brings us to our next point. Have a variety of gimmicks for your show. Having a few different gimmicks allows you to keep that familiarity without that repetitiveness. But while you might be thinking of the traditional sense of gimmicks, it could be non-comedic gimmicks that you have as well. A gimmick in your show can be used for a variety of non-comedic reasons. We already touched upon bringing specific knowledge into your show with the lure of the week and crash of the week and the bander conspiracy corner. But there are other reasons as well. Right, Stephen? Yeah. Strategically placing a gimmick so that your listener will not want to skip over parts of your show can be really effective. If you do place that in there, then we all know there's certain areas that people tend to to skip over. And if you strategically place that, you can capture their attention. But you can also bring personal information into the show to build that one on one relationship with the listener. But don't get too deep or personal. You can also develop a segment of the show that is notable, comforting and familiar for your listener if you do use the gimmick. And again, you could possibly use a gimmick for future product placement or advertisement. I know this is something that SP does on his show there where he has a sponsor on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they just sell shields. That's all they sell. That would be fun. But no, I don't monetize any of my podcasts at all, though I could eventually because I have instituted some of these gimmicks. For instance, one of the ways that we did this on the Starling Tribune was we had a bat checklist segment. Now, what we could do with that is we could say bat checklist brought to you by and, and that could be your advertisement, but I'm not interested in monetizing my shows right now. A ton of people love Batman, yet there has not been a Batman live action television show on for a while. There's been a lot of animes and cartoons. There's just not been a lot of live action. Part of the reason is that Warner Brothers, who owns the rights to Batman, is saving that intellectual property for high budget films. They believe that they can make more money that way. It would be very expensive to make, although that is going down in this age of stunt coordination and CGI. But at times, the material for Batman itself is really too dark for wide audiences. A lot of people love Batman for the gimmicky things that Batman is, but Batman is indeed a dark property. 
So Starling Tribune was a television series discussion podcast on the CW show Arrow. Arrow was based on the comic book character Green Arrow, which is also a DC property, just like Batman. But the way they created the show Arrow was to convert a joking, arrogant Green Arrow character that had been on television before into what is pretty much a Batman light. There were changes for the storyline due to character rights and backgrounds, but a lot of the time there are overlapping storylines between the two characters and those were brought into Arrow. So every week we created this gimmick eventually called the Bat Checklist, where we would run down everything in the episode that could have been directly applied to a Batman television show. The Bat Checklist was informative, looked at where the Arrow show was going overall, and completed the puzzle for several listeners that were comic book uber fans. So we were serving the listener base as well there. I also produced the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast on the television show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We talked about it several times lately because it's pretty active. One way we build a personal relationship with a listener on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is to go over a national day in the intro of the show. Once we introduce ourselves, the first thing we discuss is the national day of the day we record. The topic can be anything. It's not limited to what the show is about, and it's actually not probably related to our show, but it allows us to break up the opening a bit and give the listener another piece of the puzzle to our, as host, personal lives without getting too personal. For instance, let's go into May 13th every year. That's actually National Apple Pie Day. So we will say, hey, happy National Pie Day. We'll go into if we like apple pie, if we don't like apple pie, when would we like to eat apple pie? How would you like to cook it? Would you like to buy it, et cetera, et cetera. That gives a little insights into our lives throughout the year. We talk about various things. The gimmick only lasts for a minute or so. Most of the time it's less than a minute, but it's a great way to have a controlled chit chat as we enter into the hour long show. If it was a shorter show, I probably wouldn't do it, but it is an hour long show. So it actually gets a little intro into it. Uh, the gimmick also changes every week because there is a different national day just about every time we record. Also international day. We've gone back and forth between the two. The gimmick also helps us warm up the bantering and talking back and forth on microphone as we're recording. So yes, we get together beforehand before we go live, but it does get that on mic banter back and forth as we enter into the show. So it helps us as we record. You know, you've got another gimmick over on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. that I just love, and it's how you start your episodes is you do your intro there and you use this what's called because of statement, and it always relates to the episode you're discussing. So it's unique to every single episode, and that because of refers to something that the listener knows is is going to be discussed because they've probably seen that episode if they're listening to you talk about episodes of television shows. And it's just a nice little way that you can connect with the listener. And as, as a listener of your show, I really enjoy it because it just gets me right into the mood of that episode right away. Because you're, again, referencing something that I have seen on the episode that I know you're about to discuss. It also allows us to improv or improvise against each other as we run through our contact information. And that's what makes it unique and different each week. And also, we've said before on this show, you don't want to give too many calls of action or calls to action of where people can contact you or go to to get more information. 
This, because of, actually allows us to run through more of our contact information than we really should each week. And it's because there's that banting back and forth uh, as we talk about each of the places that you can contact us. So from that point, it's good. I don't usually recommend going to too many calls of action, but it works in Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we do this because of. Overall, it's a great way for us to start the show, and it keeps it interesting and fun for us as we record the show each week. We were on episode 337. They would get kind of boring after a while, even as we're watching new things, if we do the same thing every week. So this is just something new that we're able to do each week. But SP, I have an audio drama podcast about a painter who has fallen out of love with watching paint dry. Mm. None of these are going to work for me. Tell you what, why don't you use a previously on gimmick? Uh, previously on could be great, especially if your show publishes an episode once in every while. I mean, your paint drying podcast is definitely one of those. Also, Girl in Space is another one. We've had Sarah Ray Warner on the show before. That is her podcast. A previously on gimmick allows your listener to set where they are in the story. It gives them that mile marker. It also provides a framework in which to place announcements and advertisements if they want to go ahead and do that. And here's a little trick we learned from the 2003 show Battlestar Galactica. Was there something missing, Stephen, in your paint drying audio drama podcast? Did you want to evolve the story somewhere, but you had to go back in the story to insert something? Do you ever have that happen to you? Yes, because I, as I, I did my paint drying podcast, I thought about the fact that the reason why the painter had fallen out of love with the paint drying is because of his history, which involved a very complicated divorce. And so there was this mm. whole story about how while he was going through these hard times, he would at home watch paint dry. So once he ended up watching paint dry in a negative light, he could no longer appreciate it in his professional life anymore. Well, I could say there's two ways that you could go about inserting that into the story. You could do a flashback episode, which has been done before in, in many audio dramas, television shows, what have you. But as Battlestar Galactica taught us, you can throw it in the previously on gimmick segment. Nobody's going to notice that. Really? No one. Yes, of course, listeners are going to notice, but it's an easy way to correct the story going on. And thank you very much for that little trick, Ronald D. Moore and David Icke. Uh, they famously did it within Battlestar Galactica to interject bits of story that they wanted to introduce into the episode, but they knew that they had to place historically within the series. And P.S. Ronald D. Moore, for those that don't know, was actually one of the very first podcasters. He did a podcast where he reviewed kind of a director's cut sort of thing, director's commentary. He had a glass of scotch. He heard the ice and then he gave his thoughts on the episode as the episode was playing in front of him. So that was one of the very first podcasts that were out there. And I, I kind of missed that. I, I wish more creators would do that. I know some do, but I wish more would. In summary, we've both had a ton of fun with gimmicks and shticks over the years on our different shows. They allow us to keep having fun recordings and keep producing the shows in a fun manner. But they can also be important to the production of your show. When they're strategically placed, gimmicks and shticks can prove invaluable to provide needed comic relief 
impart a foot-stomping piece of information. SP does like to stomp his feet at me. They can stop your listener from hitting that skip button. They can allow you and your co-host to warm up. They can possibly correct past information, like when you were allegedly fired, but that was incorrect. And it can also allow for placement of future advertisements if you would like to. Maybe you have like a shaving podcast and you want to get a sponsorship for a razor or something like that. You know, maybe that's how you work that in. We've gone over some of our personal experiences and gimmicks and shticks, but we would love to know what have you done? There's a variety of different ways that you can tackle this concept. Get in touch with us through any of the ways. You can email podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Tweet us at betterpod. Come over to our Facebook at facebook.com slash betterpodcasting. We don't go there very often. Or come to the Discord at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And as a reminder, we do have a video companion to the show over at betterpodcasting.com. So we would love to have a video clip from you. This is the Better Podcasting Download. SP, there is a company that I've heard of, and I don't know, maybe you haven't heard of them. They're a startup. They're called Apple. And I understand that they just had some form of event. And I understand they're a little bit relevant to podcasting because of the fact that they have this thing called iTunes and Apple Podcasts and 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 I don't I don't get it because again they're a startup that I haven't really heard of. But you should tell me a little bit more about this event that just happened. All right, I will. What we're doing is we're talking about the WWDC conference that Apple had this year. They did it all virtually. It was was the first time ever, and it's because of ongoing events around us. And they had a keynote, and they're going into the rest of the conference and. I am not going to go in depth of any of this, but I am going to scratch the surface on a few things that you as a hobby podcaster might want to know about. First of all, iOS 14, most people listen to their podcasts on smartphones now. So iOS is the operating system behind the Apple smartphone, the um, iPhone, whatever you have. I have an iPhone 8. Pretty soon I'll have an iPhone 12. I say soon in quotes because who knows when it's going to be released, but there are going to be some significant changes in iOS 14, which I assume if historic precedence is correct, will be the new operating system for the iPhone 12. So this will be new when the iPhone 12 comes out, or maybe they'll sneak it out earlier like they did the tvOS update that came out earlier as well. By the way, there's a new tvOS too. Apple released a lot of different things, but Exclusively to podcasts, what we're talking about is is it's really three things that I saw. First of all, in the podcast app, they are going to make some recommendations based off of machine learning or artificial intelligence, whatever you want to call it, and they will make res- make recommendations based on your personal play preferences. I don't know if this is the shows that you played, the shows that you've downloaded, the shows that you subscribe to, or a combination algorithm of all of the above, but that is going to be added into the Apple Podcasts app. Also, in iOS 14, there will be a space for bonus content for your audience. There kind of already was when they did the revamping of the RSS feed and the ID3 tags a couple of years ago at WWDC. But apparently they're going to expand on that. And 
Finally, there's going to be a next up feature within their podcast app. If you've used the music portion of an iPhone, you'll see that you can choose and you can listen to something that's next up. I believe you can also do that in iTunes and Apple Podcasts. But iOS 14 is going to be out there. And that's what the impact to the podcast listener is going to be. I didn't see too many things for the podcast creator, except for maybe you can provide bonus content. Now, I have a few thoughts on this and dealing with that. Stephen's going to have a few thoughts on this. Uh, uh, first of all, Apple is obviously now trying to compete with Spotify and Pandora. And there's more and more of the market that's going to their apps. And Apple wants to do that. A lot of heavy podcast listeners, though, they like using other apps like I use Overcast. I know a lot of heavy podcaster users on an iPhone will use Overcast. I mean, those that don't know too much about podcast space might use the podcast app to start out with. And I'm very grateful that that podcast app is actually on the, I believe, the home screen when you get a new one. Uh, they are also going to be throwing widgets on there. I, I don't want to say too much about that uh, widgets on the home screen, other than I use widgets on my very first Android phone, which was before any iPhone that I bought. So finally, Apple, you're getting into that game. I'll leave it at that. Uh, finally, I will say that there is no Apple podcast app for Android. So while all this is really integral to people on the Apple architecture system, and there are still a lot of people there, it's not universal. So as we go forward, Apple and Apple podcasting and their market share is going to continue to get smaller, smaller and smaller and smaller until they start opening up into other architecture systems. As a hobby podcaster, all I'm trying to say is don't put all your eggs into the Apple basket. Make sure that you diversify into all of the other distribution means to make sure that you are connecting with as big of an audience as you can possibly get. Steven, what are your thoughts here? Uh, I'm trying to figure out why you wouldn't have an Apple basket for your apples. Why would you put them into your eggs into your Apple basket? I don't get that. You could do both. You could put eggs into an apple basket. You can put apples into an egg basket. You can actually just use your arms, but then you have to worry about them falling off. Uh, there was a, a very famous uh, Top Gear episode where they had a bunch of eggs and baskets in this you know, old-time French car, and they drove over a field and all the eggs broke. So I guess as long as the eggs are safe, and the apples don't bruise, it really doesn't matter the transportation system that you use. All right. So uh, in regards to the actual keynote, uh, I'm a little surprised I'm not seeing a lot here. But I, I, and all kidding aside, I don't know that Apple really knows what they're doing with Apple Podcasts yet. We saw a huge change a couple years ago with the way they created the portal and they had a big, big... um big change with the experience and things like that but it's kind of seems stagnant to me since then so i don't know that we should expect seeing a bunch of updates coming until they do have this big next announcement whatever it is and i don't know that WD wdc would have been how they would have done it i think they might have treated podcasts individually like they did last time where there was just an announcement elsewhere I'm very interested, though, to see what does happen with that market share in the future. Like you said, there's a lot of people who do use other apps. 
And I think it'll be interesting to see if Apple does ever try to go into the Android territory with Apple Podcasts, because Google's got their app there, and maybe they want to try to get a slice of that pie. Uh, Apple, Apple pie. Wait, they have the Apple, so never mind. And I don't know how that works. May- maybe they're just the distribution system of the Apples. Yeah, Apple... One thing to realize about the company is that podcasting isn't really making them a lot of money. It was a pass-through for them, and until they really get into ad injections and stuff, it's really not making much money for them. And the entirety of the podcast space, when you look at the annual budget of Apple, it's, it's really small potatoes, to throw another one in for you there. And I don't know if it's really going to get their attention or not, but if they wanted to create more market share into their architecture, into their space, then I would throw apps into every single space that you could, you know, Roku, if you want to go into the set-top box area, Roku, Roku, Fire Stick, Amazon, Android, you know, throw it everywhere that you can and make an app that people will want to go to for whatever reason. And that's where you're going to make your money in the future. I don't know when Apple is going to come up with that. I know they are trying to put everything into their space. I mean, like using Apple TV as a smart home hub device and stuff like that. So they think that that's the future. And let's face it, if Apple didn't gamble on the iPod years ago, they wouldn't be where they are today, the iPod and then the iPhone and then the iPad. They've been evolutionary and inventive for those reasons, but who knows what it's going to be in the future. So as for hobby podcasting, just make sure you're everywhere, including Apple, but I don't see any huge changes with these announcements at WWDC 2020, and we'll see what the hardware changes bring later on in the future WWDCs. But that's not the only change in the podcast and streaming space that we've seen this week. Yeah, we have a few people on here who do stream uh, video shows as well, like we do. Uh, we've mentioned that a few times today. We do stream live to Geeks All Live on Tuesdays at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern. That's Geeks.Live. You can find all the calendar information at betterpodcasting.com. And one of the places that we stream is to a service called Mixer. Uh, Mixer is a Microsoft product. Microsoft has this streaming service. It's It was developed really to compete with what's called Twitch. Twitch is owned by Amazon, and it is a very popular streaming platform. A lot of gamers stream to there, but there is more than just gamers as well. Well, Microsoft announced that they are ending Mixer. Uh, Just to be clear, we are saying Mixer. We're not saying Mixler because we know in the podcast space, Mixler has been discussed. We know this is a video streaming service called Mixer. So. If you're like us and you stream to a couple different places or you use Mixer, kind of keep it in your back pocket for the occasional stream, uh, know that it is going away. And Microsoft has announced that they are going to encourage people to go to Facebook gaming. So I'm assuming Facebook gaming isn't going to be the place for podcasts or live streams or video streams uh, since it's called Facebook gaming. And they also have a whole Facebook Live thing. But Facebook Gaming. So just know uh, if you are a live streamer, you have one less possibility of where you stream to. Uh, I personally liked Mixer. Thought it was good. But I did go more into Twitch because of the fact that there was a bigger community over there. 
in this uh, home isolation or self-isolation era, I've been noticing more and more people going live on various different platforms. Instagram is one of them. I didn't even know you could do a long Instagram stream, but apparently you can. And I just think that it needs to niche down into two to three versus the dozen or so that's out there right now. Microsoft found that they weren't going to make a lot of money with Mixer and compete with the likes of YouTube and Twitch. So instead of investing in Mixer and throwing a lot of money for a lot of time, they decided just to call it quits. And is that going to be a mistake for Microsoft long term? I don't know. I mean, you have to think in terms of data storage and data delivery, like with YouTube and Twitch. And uh, yeah, it just wasn't Microsoft's cup of tea. They wanted to go into a different direction. Will they eventually uh, regret leaving Mixer behind? Maybe a few people will. But I honestly think if you're going to, I mean, personally, if I'm going to watch something long term, I'm going to go to YouTube or Twitch. I'm not going to go to Instagram, Mixer. Uh, Facebook. I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go to one of those places. And if you want to go behind a paywall, I guess Vimeo is where to go as well. I mean, there's various different paywall stuff for adult stuff, but those are the main streams for people that want to uh, uh, put something out, something that's family friendly, so to speak. This is where we here at Better Podcasting turn the show over to you as we run through some of your feedback. We call this segment Better Podback. Let's kick it all off with a review, a, a very kind review that we had from the infamous Liberty Dude. Did so uh, last episode, I thanked everybody that has reviewed us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and said if you wanted to leave us a review, that would be great. And indeed, two weeks ago, reading those reviews made that podcast possible because it was just a nasty day for both of us. But Liberty Dude went ahead and left us a new review on Podchaser, and he said, two pros in how to be an amateur podcaster. Keep ahead of the game with these two amazing and knowledgeable hosts. They keep it real, down to earth, and know how to connect with the subject matter. If you want a podcast or want to, this is a must-consume content. Join their community, and you will find excellent additional benefits. Thank you very much, Liberty Dude. That was really nice to receive the message on. Very much appreciate that. Um, but by the description, I'll say that I think you got the wrong podcast because uh, we are are not amazing nor knowledgeable. Well, speak for yourself. Fair enough. Uh, we also had a another message on Discord by Damien about the last episode and the fact that both of us forgot the name of a convention. So he says... Uh, from the last posted live chat, I can't believe you guys forgot the name of the podcast convention, literally called PodCon. And this was actually in regard to the last Better Podcasting live chat. So uh, the next couple we've got is, is in regard to that. So yeah, we're absolutely talking about these because of the fact that we want you to go subscribe to Better Podcasting live chat if you're not. So if you're confused right now, go subscribe because that's what we're doing right here. So talk about the next one, SP. And Damien also said, hey, Stephen, it's almost worse. You didn't remember it. It was in our neck of the woods, which I'm assuming he means him and you for our, not you and me, because there is no SP and SJ neck of the woods. We live way too far apart for that. But yes, apparently you live by Damien and it is by where PodCon was. So he was shaming you. He was publicly shaming you in our discord. It was awesome. 
I absolutely enjoyed it. And I like when Damien shames me like that. <laughs> and then we had Jeremy who goes by yakko.org. And he said, hey, Stephen, listening to the BP that just posted, did you try contacting Google podcast support? I had similar issues and they cleared it up for me. So again, betterpodcasting.com. Go to the live chat, listen to the whole story that I told. Long story short, Google Podcasts messed up this feed here for Better Podcasting main show. And um, I did not contact them because I did some stuff as a webmaster that I would want to do if I found an issue and I wanted to redirect it somewhere else. And I will not for a while get manual intervention in this because I want to see whether Google Podcast actually goes and fixes the problem with their algorithm. So I'm using it as a test because Google Podcasts is new. And I would like to know if I was somebody that um, had some other issue uh, and I took the proper corrective uh, action as a webmaster, would it solve it? So if it's still there in a little bit, then I probably will. But for now, I'm just going to wait and see what happens. It's nice to know that somebody over there is listening, though, because it sounds like Jeremy actually had an, a similar issue and he was able to get that taken care of by going to uh, Google Podcast Support. So it's good that that exists and you can get a hold of it and go from there. Well, that's all the feedback we have for this week. Uh, Stephen, we are usually at every Tuesday. However, you mentioned at the beginning of the show that we are taking a week off. There's Canada Day in there. There's the 4th of July in there. I know uh, it's not going to be the same celebrations that it was in the past, but we are both going to take time off to be with our families during those times. So we decided to do a double recording of the next week and the following week, which is the 7th of uh, July 2020. So we won't be live on the 7th of July in 2020. We will still have a regularly episode out. We'll have the live chat out at the given week. We will also have the Better Podcasting numbered episode out on the correct week. We just won't be live recording on the 7th of July. And then we'll be back on the 14th of July to record our regularly scheduled episode. So check out all the details in the upcoming schedule at betterpodcasting.com. So for episode 228 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying maybe one day I'll make that paint drawing podcast actually happen. And this is SP saying maybe someday I will actually fire Stephen. That's not today. See everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week. In summary, we've both had a ton of fun with gimmicks and shticks over the years of our different shows. They allow us to keep shaving fun recordings. Keep shaving? Keep, um, keep shaving. Having. 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 having.